Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. My name is Hans, I'm Adrian, and we are your hosts for now and hopefully forevermore. <laughs> yeah. If you've been joining us for the last couple of episodes, you'll know we've spoken about some pretty interesting topics from gamification through to gameiotics, as well as source materials, which today's episode is sort of leaning back on just a little bit, because today we're going to be speaking about adaptations. Oh, sorry. We're going to be speaking about reboots and remasters. I had adaptations on the mind. Well, <laughs> to be fair, they are kind of adaptations, aren't they? <laughs> It, it's oh, the well, well, we, we, we can we can we can we can mention we can talk about that right so today yeah. we're going to be speaking about reboots and remasters in in all forms of media whether it's video games movies or tv series and whether or not these reboots and remasters have legitimate purposes or if they're nothing more than nostalgic cash grabs so yeah. with this in mind edward and i actually have pretty intense feelings about this and we're on opposite ends of the coin so this should make for what i hope will be an interesting episode for all of you to listen to <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully right like that that is generally the, the the case when we do these episodes so this sort of came about because quite recently there's been a, a move from a lot of uh bigger video game enterprises where they will take really old profitable franchises and bring them to new audiences by either a remaster or a full-on remake. Now just to clarify that what we mean by that is generally if something is a remaster it's the 100% original work but they've just updated the textures and maybe the audio and maybe added one or two things here and there, but it is effectively exactly the same as the original. Yeah. Then a remake, however, is as close to the original as possible, but technically recreated from the ground up, you know, yeah. using new technologies and they've gone and they've maybe shot new voiceover work and they've got new people in to do mocap work and so on and so forth. Now, these terms are technically exclusive to video games. You won't really find people talking about uh, remasters or remakes in video games or um, in uh, TV series or movies. It is very what? much a, uh, you know, video game or, or interactive media uh, term, I would say. Well, actually, um, uh the the term remaster i think came from the original well from originally when they they started remastering all the older movies in blue into blu-ray and because oh, that, yes. that was long ago fair enough the fair enough so yeah. so okay but now okay so the reason why i didn't initially mention that from a movie tv series perspective is because that is a means of preservation of art Yes, so that's true. The the actually, let's talk about that. So, it brings up a, a fascinating point here, which is one of my biggest contentions for what is happening in the video games industry today. But we'll we'll get to that in just a little bit. So, remasters are exactly as Edward said. They have always been intended to take an original work, let's say in this case, an old TV series or an old movie and convert it from one format to another as a means of preserving that original art piece in 
the current best quality possible for future generations. So the little bit that I do know of the film industry is that generally speaking, when shot on film, that is one of the highest sources of, um, of source material that you can get in terms of the quality of a production. All right. Now, of course, film has changed over the years and, you know, they didn't have 4K cameras back in like the 1920s. Okay. But regardless, film still in many respects remains the gold standard. So when they take film and then they convert it to a digital format, whether that was initially DVD and now we're on Blu-ray and we haven't quite gone further than Blu-ray just yet, although there are uh, you know, there are whispers of uh, diamond discs out there, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see what will happen in uh, the future. Whereas right now, we're actually at a point in time where um, it's all about digital. So, you know, you could have a digital remix of a Blu-ray disc, which is the f- a full digital original quality copy of the Blu-ray, but in a digital format. Now, of course, you know, there are a lot of different uh, formats in the digital sphere whereby, you know, file sizes can be smaller and then the preservation of quality is, you know, kept as best as possible. Right, Edward? You can back me up here. You can help me with this. Yeah, basically just they're smaller or better, uh, more, more efficient. Is yeah, the, efficient, the, efficient the, is the the probably the, the better term. Looking anyway, at anyway, HEVC, for instance. Before we yeah. digress now into formats and digital terms, basically what we're getting at is that a, a, a remaster in the traditional sense is preservation of media, of art. Yeah. All right? Essentially. Now, when we think about that from a video games perspective, this is where things become a little bit murkier. Because mm. if you're a PC gamer, you will attest to the fact that you can play a game from like 30 years ago on your Windows PC because you can emulate whatever operating system the game originally needed, if need be, and play it, right? You know, PC games are one of the best forms of almost, you know, preservation of art. However, in the last decade, there has been a movement towards remastering as in uh, yeah, yeah, remastering older titles for newer generations with updated textures, maybe better uh, graphical settings, um, you know, different aspect ratios, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Now, if this was merely a matter of preservation of art, you know, it, it, it technically isn't necessary. Let's just be, let's be honest here. A video game is a purely digital product. That is how it's created. That is how it's intended. That is how it is distributed to the masses. So you could have the original file from the 1980s and play that file today without any need for changes because that is technically how the game has been preserved. Yeah. Okay. Whereas the modern remaster is no longer about art preservation, at least in the sphere of of gaming. It's, in my opinion, about cash grabs. (laughs) Um, I think Edward might disagree with me on this one. Um, um, but, you know, for me, personally speaking, you know, when I see a lot of... Now, understand, I'm not talking about a remake or a reboot. I'm just talking about a remaster. A remaster, yeah. A remaster, yeah. We'll get to, re- we'll get to reboots and remakes in, in a little bit. But specifically in terms of a remaster, you know, 
for a lot of the ones that I have personally seen, to me, they just come across as cash grabs because the original games exist, right? Whether or not you can play them on your current preferred platform really comes down to the platform holder and owner. And what I mean by that is, if you're a PC gamer, doesn't matter how old the game is, you can use them. If you're an Xbox gamer, chances are very good that you can you can play the original Xbox, Xbox 360 or Xbox One titles on your newest Xbox console. Unfortunately, if you're a Nintendo user or a PlayStation user, those options are not readily available to you because these two manufacturers prefer to lock out older games from older systems to those respective systems rather than pulling them forward to newer systems. And yeah. this is where that argument of uh, preservation of art comes into place, where I firmly believe that of all of the big uh, video game companies, Microsoft and Xbox is actually the only one who cares. Uh, the others just don't seem very interested. Yeah. And the reason for that, in my personal opinion, is because of money. They would prefer yeah. to push out remaster after remaster after remaster some of which are less than five years, years or three years, one not year even old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, and that's my biggest issue. So Edward, what do you have to say with what, what I've just put on the table? <laughs> it's essentially your conclusion is, is where it's at. Um, I fully agree. I do believe they have their place. All of these have their place. The reboots, the remasters, the remakes. Um, but in... In regards to to remasters, I like it when something is remastered to preserve its original integrity. So that that's to say, remastering the colors, um, up up raising the the resolution and all of that. Um, it makes sense to do that. Um, let's say for a ten year old game, let's say Knights of the Old Republic, uh, which is now being remade. Not remastered. Oh no, no, no! Rather, <laughs> let me use Final Fantasy because they have actually wait, wait, six million remasters. Let's, let's wait, wait, wait. Let's um, let's bring it back a little bit. Let's break it down for the audience, right? So, when when we speak about remaster, we're thinking more mm. along the lines of Halo Anniversary, where uh, Microsoft took the original game, right, and literally just added new textures, spruced up the audio a little bit, a lot of, uh, let's say, quality of life improvements. Uh, So the game looks like a modern title, feels like a modern title, but at the press of a button, you can be transported back to the original game in its entirety. Like, it's literally like a skin almost. You press a button and it, it switches between the two. You know, so then you have this wonderful, true preservation of what the game used to be like. And then a more modern yet still true to the original version running on top of it. See, personally, I don't really care for the press of the button thing because, but so, so, so again, let's use Final Fantasy VII because they've made m- a million of those. Um, you had the original on PS1 and then you got the, remake, uh, the, the remaster on PSP and iOS. Um, well, iOS came very much later. That's literally the same game with just up-raised um, re- uh, graphics. That's it. And in my opinion, that's still indicative of a good remaster because now it's on modern-day platforms and you can play it the way it was made originally. Yes. And, and it makes sense because it's a 20-year difference between the two versions. 
Whereas no, I mean, to, now, like, yeah, I mean, because even with Halo, it was what 2004 versus like 2015. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, 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 yeah, the Master Chief Collection is a prime example. Um, I said it's I don't care about later. the press of a button thing, but that's exactly what I mean. It makes sense for those kind of remasters to exist, even to sell them as new games. Um, but no, then you get not to sell them as new, but you know, to sell them but, as a remaster for a new platform. You mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you get companies and games who literally remaster games the moment it feels old looking in terms of you, shelf life. PlayStation. Yes. Looking at Last <laughs> of Us in particular, because that game, I you know, don't know why. I, I, yes. Let, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, okay? So hmm. The Last of Us came out, what was it? It was for PlayStation. It was end of PlayStation 3. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was about roughly 2013, I think, if memory serves. Um, um, I think The Last of Us came out in 2013 because it was the same year PlayStation 4 and Xbox One released. So, so 2012, then. No, no, the year that they released was the year that they came out. Oh, oh, okay, yes. Because remember, I, I the you. consoles came out at the end of 2013. So if memory yes. serves, Last of Us came out in I think it was June of that year. Um, yeah. It was just yeah, be, it was correct. literally just before the new the new consoles released, so it was a PS3 era game. Fine, you know, no worries, yeah. we get it. You know, games take a long time to make, um, and despite being a previous a title for the previous console, it did exceptionally well because it was an an exceptional game. Right, there's no yeah. two ways about it. Right. However, I think it was not even a year or two later, Sony remastered the PlayStation 3 title for PlayStation 4. You know, instead of just it, making it backwards compatible. Okay, fine. I suppose in, in this sense, it's another more, it's a bit more contentious issue because almost none of the PlayStation 3 titles are able to run on any platform except for yeah. PC emulation. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's maybe another can of worms for that's another an day. Yeah. Uh, but, but long story short, at least at the time, and you know, Sony have outright said it numerous times that they don't really care to make things backwards compatible. So, yeah. um, you know, it was it was in my personal opinion a bit of a contentious point back then, because you've released this excellent game for the previous generation, then the new generation comes along, and then you want to put this game on this, and instead of backwards compatibility, you have to you literally get everyone who now paid money to your new system to now pay again full price for the same exact game but with minuscule upgrades. I mean, I'm talking about minuscule here. They literally just like up the resolution. They didn't even Pretty change much. much else, right? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, when you look at that, you just have to wonder to yourself, that's totally a cash grab. They're, they're absolutely running on the popularity of that game, which has now become a franchise, and are imploring people who previously enjoyed it to re-buy the content once again. Exactly. Um, and and looking even more to the day, if you will, looking at Last of Us Part Two, amazing game, uh, yes, PS yes. PS Four game, I believe. I can't remember. Yeah, it was a PS Four. Yes, it was game. before the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Yeah, and then it got a PS Five upgrade. Now, 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 it, it, <laughs> to put it in context, PS many PS Four games works on PS Five. Okay. Yes. Um, the the Last of Us Part Two automatically. If you pop it into your PS5, it works regardless of whether you have the PS4 version. Okay? Yes. 
so literally months after release, it got an upgrade where, where you, you got new assets, you got new things for the game for free, I, if I believe. I don't know. That's a, that's a discussion we had way back. Yeah. Um, so the, the issue with uh, the PS4 to PS5 upgrade was um, it was not good enough. And I think the contentious issue at that point in time was because Xbox was doing a lot of free upgrades. So if you had an Xbox One title and you were moving to a series console, uh, you would get free like 4K upgrades or whatever the case is Mm. to, you know, really utilize your new console. Whereas Sony was then charging people for it. But now that's a whole... I suppose it does form part of this discussion, right? No, no, no. But uh, uh, see, my point is going past that. So, so we got that, and then right now we 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 we're getting a remake, aren't we? You mean for Last of Us One Part Two? Aren't we? Isn't it just one? Uh, okay, it is one. Yeah. It so, was, so, okay, is, is okay, look, okay, so. <laughs> Let's just, let's just pull, pull, pull okay. it back. Just, just, so, just, so, so just, I'm just, getting just, ahead of myself. Fine, fine. Let's just pull it back for a little bit, right? So what Edward is getting at, right, is that they had an upgrade for PS5, but the upgrade wasn't really an upgrade in the sense of a remaster. All it really did was add, I think, an additional mode for um, higher frame rates and slightly better resolutions and textures, you know, things that are already in the game code. So it's not really stuff that it took them years or hours many man hours to uh you know change right because yeah. generally speaking when we look at a, a form gaming's uh, games as media especially like a pc game for example you get different options in the menu you know mm-hmm. uh, if your graphics card supports it you can have 4k hdr uh ray tracing uh, gi lights whatever whatever right so yeah, I'm of the opinion that all they did for The Last of Us 2 was add additional options. They didn't they didn't re-change the game, they didn't remaster any code, they just unlocked newer visual elements for PlayStation 5 owners. But worst of all, they charged PlayStation 5 owners for that. You know, which is something that they shouldn't have done given in my personal opinion how other manufacturers were not doing that. Anyway, pulling this back a little bit, we're speaking primarily about The Last of Us Part 1, as it's Part now one. being called, okay? Yes. Which we've already mentioned was re- remastered for PlayStation 4. And that wasn't very many years ago. Um, I, st- I stand corrected on the timeline, but it wasn't too long ago. Now, you know, that, that same remaster was available on, I think, PS Plus uh, Classic or Essentials. Um, so people can download it even on their PlayStation 5 if they want to play it now. But now... Sony is 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 being like okay well now we are re we have remade it for you so it's not a reboot and it's not a remaster oh. it's now the last of us remake right it's now the last of us part 1 see that yes, i was getting part confused one with remake. that yes. yes but but the whole thing though is is and don't get me wrong right i i i i enjoy as a fan of the game, I obviously want this remake, right? I want the mm. the best version of the game for whatever system that I'm playing on. Yeah. And I do also understand that there is a big difference between a remaster and a full-on remake, okay? Mm. What I don't like and what I find a little bit disingenuous is that this seems to be becoming a new trend where 
in particular, Sony is taking older popular franchises and choosing to remake them and then charge users who've already owned, let's say, the remaster and the original title, yet mm. another fee to play the game yet again just because it looks prettier than it did before. Yeah. And to me, that's it's a bit of a problem. Like, like, like don't get me wrong. It is I, a problem. I think this is awesome. I think this is great. I, I want to see it. Like, The Last of Us Part 2 was sensational. And if they are bringing up that quality to match Part 2, it means that Part 1 will now live on in an even better state for even longer. And it, it totally deserves it. But what I don't enjoy and what I don't like is consistently charging the user base who have been so loyal and have continued to buy these games for so long, you know, to keep charging them doesn't make sense to me, you know? Mm. Whereas, conversely, we have Microsoft and Xbox Game Pass, which, which I can guarantee you, if they did the same thing, would just be free to a Game Pass subscriber, uh, you know? So, it's, it's, I look at it like that, right? That's, that's how I see it. I don't know if, if you see it in a different way or how do you feel about this, Edward? I mean... Uh... Yeah, um, very similarly. Like, I don't mind the jump from PS3 to PS5 and calling it a... Excuse me, and calling it a remake. Yes. Um, but you can't call that a remaster. It's not. Um, yeah. Wait a few <laughs> generations. But, like, uh, the, their argument is... Um, it's being from made from the ground up, and and then they're they're giving you screenshots from how Jewel looks looked on the PS4 remastered version and how it looks now on the PS5. And it's yeah. literally just they used the same assets from the from Last of Us Part Two. By the way, it's it's not brand new assets. They're just using Part Two assets and putting that in Part One. You see, that makes um, sense because from a cost perspective, that's smarter. Exactly, you already yeah. got the assets; just import exactly. them. Um, so I, I, so my understanding is when they're saying it's a remake, I think that they are remaking it using the Last of Us Part Two assets and engine. Yes. That's yeah, my understanding. Are. And I, can, yes. I get that that's quite, a, quite an undertaking, right? Yeah, that's fine to me. But then at the same um, time, why are you continuously remaking artworks that already exist and are present and can be purchased and can already be played? And then charging people again and again and again for exactly that's, the same content. And that's the point of contention. Yes. Like, why now, right off the, re the remake? There, that's you know? it. And, you know, the, 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 wor the worst part is, Edward and I already know that there's probably, I mean, okay, we don't want to seem like Renee says, right? But I would not be surprised to see a Last of Us Part 2 remaster in a year or two from yeah. now, where they're going to yeah. charge exactly the same $50, $60 once again for that. And I'm now it takes full advantage of the PlayStation 5 with like ray tracing and hair physics and whatever. Exactly. Because, like, <laughs> you know, basically I, we say that because of past experience. That's how Sony have previously done it. Because Last of Us 2 was a PlayStation 4 game. So if mm -hmm. Last of Us Part 2 is now to really take advantage of PlayStation 5, you kind of have to remaster it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for the anniversary announcement to drop. That's you pretty see, much. Also, what, what, what is uniquely interesting about this discussion is Final Fantasy VII, which Edward has previously brought up. And mm. he mentioned how, you know, you can get the original title from all the way in 1997. 
um, you know, remastered 20 years later for iOS or PC with, you know, upscale textures and stuff like that. And that's wonderful. But then, then you get a remake. And yeah. that is and now the brand new, uh, I think it's Final Seven, uh, Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake. remake. But it's, it's part yeah. one, right? And this part two is coming so, uh, so, soon or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, that's the first part of three. Um, ah, yeah. Just announced is was Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. So yes. it's, it's actually funny. Um, and this is why I wanted to mention this one as a remake, um, specifically as, as a good example, because it's not the same game. It's 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 absolutely see, not exactly yeah. this exactly this. So you know, I, I want to be very clear. I'm not averse to remasters and remakes, yeah. especially if they've taken the time to either change the title completely or bring it into the modern age in such a way that it's truly authentic to the original. So exactly in terms of Final Fantasy VII, you know, although they've previously called it a remake. It's technically not. I mean, I mean, yeah. it is, but it's also not because they've written exactly. totally it's... new stories around these characters. It's all. It, I would actually say it's a reboot, personally. Not. I would say it's a sequel. <laughs> um, really? <laughs> if, if you okay, so so this is a whole new discussion, but the gist of it is that if you look at the name remake and the the theme, the thematic motifs in the game. If you have knowledge about the preview of the original, this everything around it sounds like a re, a, a sequel. Sephiroth is not doing the same things he wanted. He's trying to subvert what happened. He, um, okay, now is, I I uh, haven't spoilers. played this new one, so okay, it's fine. So just uh, uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, spoilers. Um, Aerith's Aerith's death. Um, obviously, it won't happen now because this is part one. It only happens in Midgar. We know about about it already in this part. It's How? alluded to. Oh, Cloud gosh, okay. has has dreams about it. Sephiroth mentions it. Earth mentions it. It's it's very much a sequel. Edward, in the this way. is fascinating to me. So so, 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 so I, I haven't theory, played it yet. I want to. I just oh, haven't. You so you, you totally I, should. I, I'm familiar with the original, right? So I know the story yeah. and air. Aerith, not Aerith. Anyway, Aerith. Aerith. Um, you know, her death was probably one of the most pivotal gaming moments for me in my young life. I cried my yeah. eyes out when she when she died. Oh, yeah. And I find it incredibly, like what you've told me now about Sephiroth subverting the expectations because you already know what happened. That is blowing my mind a little bit because what if this is not a reboot? What if this is some weird new created reality that's taking place? To redo that's, things, right? That's the thing. Now, 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 the, the directors of the project constantly says, uh, we want new players to come into this and experience it as a new game, but we also want old players, veteran players, to experience it as the same game. Now, it, going back to the, the remake, the, the mm. fact that they called it remake, yeah. it's not Final Fantasy remade. It's the people in Final Fantasy remaking their destiny. And that's why the second is called Rebirth. That's so and, interesting. Um, and that's why the third won't be called Remake Part 3 or Rebirth see, Part 2. See, it's going to have a new so subtitle. I love that. 
to me, I, I, I love that because now they've mm. created content that is, you know, it honors it's the neat. original games and the, pe- the yeah. players who played it originally while embracing newer modern storytelling tropes and uh, gameplay mechanics for a newer audience. Exactly. You see, you see, that's different. So, you know, from that perspective, I understand why, like, like I get why you'd want to pay for that. Like you'd pay full price yeah, for that because totally. that's now a totally different situation versus remastering or remaking something. You know, mm. you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like it's a, a very f- different situation here. Very different situation. Um, something else that I also find really fascinating is that you don't see a lot of these remasters or remakes um no not at all at least not from other publishers the majority oh i hate to say it but majority it's sony sony just keeps doing it for all of their main titles right they keep pushing out the same things at least that's how it feels at any rate basically sony and capcom (laughs) that's the two yeah because you know like i was thinking recently of um crash bandicoot and spyro which mm. are two incredibly successful reboots. You know, I would, yeah. I would even go so far as to call them reboots versus um, remakes or remasters because yeah. they they took the original titles and literally they even formed newer sort of stories and elements in them. Yeah. You know, which honored the originals, but were ever so slightly different for newer audiences, specifically from a gameplay perspective. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so, it's uh, very interesting. It, 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 it's a very contentious thing. Um, in like, when do you call something a remaster, and when do you call it a remake? Like looking at Final Fantasy VII as as an example, so you and see, looking at Spyro I, as an example. Um, okay, let's. We will talk about those, and then we'll talk about those uh-huh. in reference to the way that Sony labels it, right? Okay. Yeah. So there's Bloodborne. Okay. Yes. And then there was a Bloodborne remake. No, no, you you mean Demon Souls? Oh, sorry, Demon Souls, Demon Souls. Yes, yes that, that's yes. what I meant. So there was Demon Souls, and then there was a Demon Souls remake. Yes, and we actually caught heat over calling Demon Souls a remaster last. Uh, it was the year before last on our podcast. Um, I remember. Yeah, yeah, some PR person had there got quite upset about it, but obviously you can understand why, given how difficult yeah. sometimes these terms are for the number of games that get pushed out. So Mm. if we are to talk about what is the difference between a remaster and a remake, I would say a remaster is taking the original and just upscaling it for newer consoles. So maybe making textures better, um, you know, making making one or two quality of life updates in order to make the game better and more playable on newer hardware, right? That to me Mm -hmm. is a remaster. So you you take something like... um, the original Tomb Raider, right, with uh, her pointy joints. You take that, and as a remaster, you upscale it, and you maybe give it newer a newer character model that has a little bit more, but generally speaking, you keep it looking like the original. Because yeah. a remaster of something, I suppose, should be as close to the, the, the previous game as possible. So, so mm. look, a lot of the times, my best example of this is Halo Anniversary. Because... Yeah. It's, it's the song. same game with all of the bells and whistles and new stuff attached to it. And like I said, I know that you said you don't care for a press of the button, but the reason why I, I keep mentioning it is because to me, that's the perfect example of a remake. 
uh, uh, sorry, yeah, a, re a remaster of a remaster, not a remake, a remaster. remaster because you've yeah, taken yeah, yeah. the original game, you've preserved the original game, but you've also added new stuff for a newer audience to enjoy mm. while having the ability to play the original in its original format. So for me, that's a remaster. Okay. A remake is where you take the original title and you don't then simply remake the game as it was you start adding changes and things to it. That, for me, is a remake. And a great example of that would be Doom. Like, if you look mm. at the original Doom, and then you look at the much more modern, uh, you know, 2010-ish, 2010 decade, I mean, release, where it's a totally different engine, it's become now a completely different game, which you could essentially call a, re, uh, a reboot, I suppose, more than a remake, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess but but do you, do you see where the like the, the, the complications come in so so my understanding if i look at it from a sony perspective is that a remaster is just upgrading textures and stuff and you don't really change the game much it's exactly the same game yeah. it's just ever so slightly enhanced for newer um hardware then yeah. a remake is taking the exact same game remaking it in a newer engine with newer assets maybe newer audio um similar maybe slightly updated gameplay but it's fairly identical to the original, okay? Mm. Meaning if you had to bring up um, the, the original game and the, the remake of the game, you could play the same level on each two different screens in almost the identical same way. It's just that the remake is completely modernized. And it doesn't look anything like the original, but it's completely modernized, right? And then a yes. reboot is a totally different take on uh, the original. On the yeah, right. a reboot would be, so, let's you, say, Tomb Raider Legends. That was a reboot uh, for yes. Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3, yes, essentially. Yes. That's a, a good way uh, of looking at it. Yes, yes, yes. So they took yeah. the original story with Natalia, etc., etc., and then they sort of read... Yeah, anyway. It, it, it becomes unnecessarily complicated, to be honest. Um, and yeah. this, for me, is, is, a, is another big issue because a lot of the times these companies will just throw these words around and then us as consumers, we get unnecessarily confused and then we wonder mm. what the hell is the difference between a remake, a remaster and a reboot and then you're left wondering why do I still have to keep paying full price for all of these? That's the <laughs> that's big the, thing. <laughs> that's the, that's the, main, the main issue here is it's yes. all fine and well for something to be remastered or remade if enough time has passed. When you're telling me that there's a remaster coming and it's only been like a year, maybe two years from the previous release, then I'm calling BS and I'm saying all that is is a cash grab. Sorry. That's, uh, I was about to ask, like, so, so, so at the end of the day, can you uh, can remasters be more than just basic cash grabs? Um, well, that is the question. <laughs> that Actually, is the question. Th the question is, do they have a purpose other than being nostalgic cash grabs? So... I know we've predominantly been speaking about video games at the moment, okay? And yeah. that's because this is predominantly where this issue persists, okay? Yeah. And what I would say to this is, I personally don't believe video games need reboots. Um, they don't need remakes or remasters because a video game is a piece of digital art. Mm. And as long as newer generations of hardware can run that art in its original form there is no need for a remaster or a remake, okay? Yeah. And should a remaster or remake, you know, come to fruition, it should at least be five or more years from the release of that title. I would even say a decade. 
because Decades, five yeah. years is not a long time. I mean, the previous console generation lasted, I think, almost nine years, between seven and nine years, you know, and that's that's a good amount of time, you know. So if then if you were to then remaster a title for the next generation of games, because it's now a ten like a ten years, one decade later, okay, cool, no worries. Of course, exactly. of course. With that said, the previous art should still be preserved and allowed to work on newer hardware. I'm I'm a very mm. big believer in this because, you know, if if I look at Nintendo and Sony, I get very upset with them because they keep locking these artworks as i like to call them behind paid for services or paid for upgrades and to me that's upsetting because not because i'm an older gamer which i just am but it's upsetting because (laughs) you know in a lot of places in the world artworks can be viewed for free at museums almost every museum in the world has free days you can go without having to pay anything for other days that you have to pay because obviously a museum has to make money on some level in order to you know keep costs involved i mean of course government should pay but anyway that's a whole another story uh, yeah. but what i'm getting at is that technically art and preservation of art and society and history should be free now i'm not saying that publishers need to give the games away for free what i'm saying here is if i have previously purchased something I should have the option and ability to continue enjoying that something. I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. it needs to be supported until end of life, right? But I mean, eventually at some point, it must just be contained. It must be self-contained as a little little software bubble that doesn't get any real updates along the way to the game itself, Mm -hmm. but it can just be run on newer hardware, whether that's emulation or natively, it doesn't matter. The ability should exist like it does on PC. And I suppose this is a console issue. More than anything else, it's a console issue, Um, you know, where there's that planned Mm -hmm. obsolescence of every new generation, the previous generation should be forgotten about. See, uh, it makes sense that that developers would release remasters, um, excuse me, uh, and it would come with with fixes, I suppose, that that were present in the originals. Let's Mm. let's take Bioshock remastered. as an example, on PC, anyway. Bioshock had a lot of bugs on PC. Many, many, many bugs. The remaster promised fixes for all of these bugs. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, it didn't happen. <laughs> so so what kind of a remaster was it then? Given why, that it was on why, PC. Is it worth it? Exa- exactly. <laughs> I mean, see, I can mod my original Bioshock to look better than the remaster does. Actually, I'm so glad you brought up modding because there's actually mm. a huge contingent of people around the world that actually mod for art preservation. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, so you see, as much as I want to try and substantiate this, all I keep coming back to is cash grabs. Uh, it's consistently re-releasing the same thing, which doesn't need to be re-released with maybe minimal, minimal changes. Anything. Hang on, what was that game? That oh, Grand Theft Auto is a perfect example. Oh my, on Switch especially. It's a perfect, yes. Yes, it's a perfect example, yes. right? It was Grand Theft Auto 1, 2, and 3. No, no, not 1, 2, and 3. Sorry. Yes. Uh, uh, it was uh, three, 3, 4, uh, 2, 3, and 4, Vice I think. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. It, it, was, it was 4, Vice City, <laughs> and San Andreas. Okay, okay, okay. Basically the three GTA 3s. That is a perfect, perfect, perfect prime example of a remaster that was literally worse than the originals. Literally, it was phoned literally. in every single second. And it's so bad. It's Even to this day, it's bad. 
Um, or actually, to this day, if you own the original versions of the games, you're better off than buying the remaster yeah. in one single package. Yes. So, <laughs> have we answered our question? I think uh, this I believe the that the, the, the question <laughs> is that there are predominantly nostalgic cash grabs. Um, you know, with 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 all of this said, you know, I'm not opposed to remakes or reboots, right? Yeah. Like the the Demon Souls remaster was phenomenal. It was great. Edward can tell you all about it. He reviewed the title. It yeah. was an incredible upgrade in almost every respect of the word over the original. But then again, at the same it time, feels... the original was years old. So it was yeah. okay to offer a remaster for that particular title. Another exactly. good example was um, Medieval Knight. I've forgotten. The, the, is that just the... medieval? Medieval, medieval that yeah. was also a fantastic remake mm. okay because they took what made the original so special completely upped it in every respect enhanced the gameplay and created a really great platformer for a newer generation while preserving everything that made the original so good and of course exactly. now we're talking about like a 20 year difference between when the original came out versus now so mm. now i guess maybe this is where the other end of the or, or a different element of the the discussion can come into place and that is is there a lack of originality in the spheres of entertainment media for you know to substantiate why we keep getting remakes remasters and reboots instead of new newer things in, and in my opinion it's less lack of originality and more public publishers and developers more that money, who's money, playing money. It safe. no no it's yes. all about it's all about that nostalgic money because yes. you know that let's let's be honest here, Edward and I are in our thirties. We have far more expendable income than we have today than we did when we were in our you know, between, between zero and ten or zero and fifteen. You know, we yeah. had to rely on mom and dad to buy us things, and games back then were still quite expensive. Now we buy what we want when we want. You know, assuming of course we have the expendable income. Yep. Whereas back then we didn't. So naturally those nostalgic strings pull on us for all the new stuff. And we're like, oh, I can't wait to play that. Goodness knows mm. I am like that sometimes, especially yeah, for things that course. I absolutely love and, and uh, like loved and enjoyed. Like I, I did. I went in and got the Spyro and the, the um, Crash Bandicoot because mm -hmm. I love the originals and I'm not sorry that I got the new ones because the new ones are superb. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> it's... But, but imagine now if they... If you got the PS4 one and they gave you a free upgrade to PS5, but then released a remake a no, year later. That would make me upset. That would upset exactly. me. Exactly. So so yeah, I think yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end of the day, it, it it's all it's all about the taste in your mouth. You know, <laughs> if you have the game and it's still it's still there, and then suddenly you get a new flavor to to taste, but it's exactly the same flavor. Do you want that? You wouldn't want that. I would like you know? it if the flavor was good, strong, powerful, and elicited the same feelings as before. Because mm, truth, good truth to be told, a lot of the remakes are, not even remakes, a lot of the yeah. remasters are nothing but cash grabs. They're yes. bare minimum differences to the originals, and then they expect you to fork out a full price for them. And I think that's the big issue here. It's, it's kind yes. of like, imagine, imagine this, right? Imagine Jurassic... Oh, I suppose this actually did happen for the 20th anniversary. But they didn't change mm. anything. So uh, that's, a bit, that's a bit of a different thing. So I watched the... I went to the cinema for 
the Jurassic Park, and I stand to be corrected, I think it was 20-year anniversary, okay? Mm-hmm. And I watched the film again in, um, well, in the IMAX cinema. And the beauty of it, though, is that they didn't change anything, right? So sure, I paid full price for a movie ticket to watch the exact same movie that I could have watched at home, but it was to celebrate a film that I loved as a child. Yeah. You know, I don't even know where this example is going because it's totally like I, irrelevant to everything. <laughs> I think it's heading to the remaster where, where it was upscaled into Blu-ray and IMAX, I believe. Let me remember correctly. Okay, yes. So so I paid for the privilege of watching this movie in much higher resolution than it was originally, obviously, for obvious yes. reasons. Yeah, I but believe that was it. The, the thing is, though, that's what remasters are. They're taking the original things and ma- bringing them to future technologies and then allowing you to keep them as they are. Yeah. Um, but I find in games and stuff, they, they confuse that. They confuse yeah. what a remaster is with a remake, with a reboot. You know, it, and then, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, it was one thing to watch the movie in a cinema, but would I now go out again and buy the, the movie digitally again in this enhanced format if I already owned the previous version of it, or if I already own the Blu-ray? And the answer is no. However, however, I will say that I did own the movie uh, through Apple iTunes, and it was upgraded for free to the 4K version. Now Mm. that is what I'm talking about. That is what technically should happen. Because, you know, a lot of remasters don't undergo, in my personal opinion, the amount of work needed for something like a remake or a reboot. Yeah. Okay. It's and just so, simple. and so they should, in my personal opinion, be offered to consumers who already have the titles as free upgrades or, or if it is, if it needs to be paid for, then a, a simple upgrade fee. So like, let's say you put, you purchased the game 10 years ago for $70, $60. Give me the upgrade now for five. If, if you absolutely have to pay, like make me pay for it, Give it to me for like five or ten, which is what Sony's doing at the moment, but I don't agree with because they're doing this now, you know, for a game that's not even a year old. You know, I mean, I'm talking about stuff that's old now, not just uh, a year or two old, you know. See, uh, on that point, I will give kudos to Bethesda when they they released the Skyrim Legendary Edition, which was the official proper remake, but not all the editions (laughs) in between, I guess. (laughs) Um, for everyone who had uh, the game of the year edition before with all DLCs only uh, um only had to pay like five dollars i think it was for actually, the legendary edition. For, for some of them it was free so i actually purchased so, the i can't remember which version of skyrim it was but it was years yeah. ago i purchased mm. it for a friend of mine and then when they released that new one what was it a year or two ago the one with all the, the new bells and whistles yeah. for the next gen consoles or whatever hers yeah. just upgraded literally just upgraded for free and i was like that's what i'm talking about that's great that makes sense to me you know exactly so so not only is that a re a remaster in for a new console they also give you incentives to to upgrade for a discount or even free you see which is great this is leading a little bit into licensing that we've previously spoken about where i think it does you know we live in a digital world right so if you Mm. own the license for a title and it can be proved that you own a license for this title and that you purchased it full price lord knows when Mm. why shouldn't you be eligible for a free upgrade Mm. Do, do you know what i mean see 
Uh, I guess the argument can be like, oh, the developers worked on this after launch. Because, okay, let, let me give you some context. I'm a big proponent of paying for something if it was developed on after launch. Okay. Everything before launch, I should get as a consumer. Absolutely. After Afterwards, it's free game. Ah, unless, of but, course, that stuff was in the code but then it was barred behind a paywall See, that's a that's different that's a, that's a whole different that's a thing different story. <laughs> um, so, so so for something like the legendary edition i appreciated the fact that it, they at least gave us that option yes, and yes, allowed yes, us yes, to yes. upgrade for free um whereas many 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 remasters are literally just a resolution upscale i can do that on mm. my pc yeah, yeah. For, uh, with a random piece of, of free software that I downloaded easily. It, it would take me a few hours, but I can do that easy. Yes. Um, let's take Devil May Cry as an example. Bad remaster. Um, and there I are many bad remasters to be in all That's fairness. That's the thing. So I would say remasters, no. Don't remaster a game. Leave it as is. If you're going to remake a game, do it generations after the yeah, fact. Yeah, like much later. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would kill to have a Legend of Dragoon remake, just saying. Everybody I wants would... that, including myself. <laughs> including I me. Would, Everybody wants I it. I would pay all the but, hard money but for that one. The nice thing, though, is that you can play it at the moment, thanks to Xbox backwards compatibility. So, so exactly. therefore, it then begs the question do you really need a remaster or a remake? And the answer technically is no, because you can oh. still play it, you see? So, but then again, at the same time, of course, we would love, you know, newer generations to play the game and maybe it needs to be updated. But then then just reboot it. Or when we say remake, do the full-on treatment in much the way that, um, you know, uh, Square Enix is handling Final Fantasy, you know, mm. which is not a reboot in itself. It's a remake, but with slight changes. Or even yeah. becoming a sequel, or whatever it is that it's, uh, it's becoming a uh, thing of its own. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. That is the that that's the prime example of a remake. I would say I like uh, just that. re remake the story. Yes, but also in such a way that the veterans and the old players, they're like, oh, but this I remember this. I know this. I know where this is going, or where this is not going. Yeah, it's yeah. a remake. It's not the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not a reboot either. It's it's exactly. a, it's something else. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You know what's interesting about this is we've spoken prominently about video games now. We haven't really mm. touched upon um, you know, TV series or movies. But I suppose the yeah. reason the reason for that is because generally speaking, uh, we're more forgiving when it comes to video games. I don't mean me and you. I mean gamers mm -hmm. are more forgiving. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas you know, if you look at TV shows, for example, um, a lot of the times when they are are rebooted they fail miserably because people the studio execs are relying too much on nostalgia to drive the new show forward but more so because and generally speaking this doesn't apply to video games is that when media is rebooted on you know big screen or small screen they change it so fundamentally that it's no longer a reboot and it is effectively its own thing, but they're yeah. using nostalgia to draw in an audience and then they wonder why the audience is hated thereafter. A good example is Robocop. It's, um, it's such a fundamental new movie, even though it's a reboot of the original. <laughs> it's, it's, and it shifts. 
<laughs> okay. There's look, that. There, there are, there, look, there, there are a lot, right? There's a lot of, of good examples of this that exist. You know, um, I'm just trying to think of one immediately right now off the tip of my tongue. Uh, but it's not that they they can't work. It's just that unlike a video game where you upraise textures and you sell it, you know, nobody wants, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not remastering the movie for a new gen. They're literally taking what we loved so much about it and then changing it to fit a new audience. And then it's nothing like the original, but then they're pulling on your nostalgia to get you there. And yeah. a great, great, great example of this is the Jurassic World trilogy. So I'm mm. a huge Jurassic Park fan. I always have been. I've always loved it. That first movie, despite its many plot holes, is, <laughs> and I've only noticed them as an adult, is still just a marvel of, it's a cinematic masterpiece. It always will be. And even to this day, the CGI looks phenomenal. And it, that movie is, is oh, like ancient yeah. now. Okay. I mean, a lot yeah. of the newer movies look, look terrible in, in comparison. Why? Nobody knows, but they just do. And I bring it up because they use a lot of callbacks to the original films in this new franchise. And they're okay because they're obviously now appealing to me as an original fan. But then again, at the same time, they're just generally kind of blasé because the story isn't all that good or they it becomes very tropey, you know, cliched. Mm. Instead of mm. trying to push things further, you know, narrative wise or e even art style or, you know, cinematically, whatever the case is. And so they just become these average adventures in what could have been an incredible universe to be explored. You know, that what I'm trying to get is that is more often than not, whenever there's an undue sequel or an undue reboot or, an, or whatever the case is for TV and movies, they often miss the point of what made the original so good. Yeah. Right? I think um, that's what I'm actually getting at here. To More me, a good example else. would be Tomb Raider. Um, the, the movies Raider or the, the new Robocop. games? Oh, no, the movies. The movies. Um, yeah, Which ones? Um, because the Angelina Jolie or Alicia Vikander? That's the one. That the Alicia Vikander <laughs> reboot it just doesn't hit the mark. So, um, I didn't think it was all bad. However, it was so close to the video game that if you played the game, you knew exactly what was going on in the movie. And I found that very interesting in its own right, because yeah, it meant that instead of taking it in its own path and doing its own thing, they actually they relied far more on the success of the game. And generally speaking, it's very rare for a conversion from a direct conversion from game to film to succeed. It's very rare, very very rare. Yeah, but that's but, a discussion uh, for another. Actually, we've we've already spoken about that in our adaptation. We've had we've episode. had a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. What do you think, as the audience who are listening to this? How do you mm. feel about this? Are we just two becoming elderly men now, bitching about something that we shouldn't be talking about? Do you feel <laughs> similarly? Um, do you disagree with us entirely? You know, are you more than happy to continue spending money on remakes, remasters, reboots? Let us know. You yeah. know, we'd love to hear from you. And also, you know, how do you feel about them just in general? You know, are you happy with the way Sony and Nintendo are dealing with things versus Xbox and Windows? Or do you wish things were different? You know, we would love to hear with what you have to say. Mm. So with that in mind, Edward, are we happy to end this episode? I am. Um, I am. I am. <laughs> so with that in mind, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you do enjoy and therefore like and subscribe and share with those that you are close with or you think will enjoy our content. And until the next episode, we hope that you will be well. Ciao for now. Bye.